Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the GG God and Games podcast. Today, we are going to have a fantastic Jesus Talk segment where we talk about just Jesus' love and his peace that he brings and how he is a true friend to us. And then we will have some fantastic fun segments in between. And then to wrap it all up, we will have a gaming segment in which we talk about new developments in Destiny 2's season of of the chosen. So I hope you guys enjoy today's episode and without further ado, let's get into the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Jesus Talk segment. And in today's Jesus Talk segment, I just I I've really Uh, God has really been challenging me as of recently with just like a lot of emotions and how I deal with my emotions. And as I've been uh, reading my devotionals and um, meditating on those, um, uh, the Holy Spirit has really shown me with my emotions that the best way to deal with them is to just give them to God. Like I've had recently just some weird emotions of joy, but joy I don't yet understand, and of sorrow and confusion that I also don't yet understand, and it's just been there in my soul, and I don't know what to do about it, and guys, may I just tell you that that's why God is here. He's here for us. He's here to help us. When there are things we don't understand, we are not to take the place of God. We are not to try and be God. That is a role that we cannot ever, ever fill, and we must not ever try to fill. Recently, a phrase that I've been repeating is, I surrender control. I'm going to stop, try, and help me to stop trying to take control. Because as humans, guys, we struggle with wanting to be in control. You see this all over um, just our culture is like being control. You're the one in control of your life. Make decisions. You decide. You set your standards. And God says, no, 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 no. You can't even control your situations, let alone set your own standards. If you think about it, all our standards, like our moral standards, especially those are from the Bible, whether we admit it or not. Like with, if we are, if God were to never exist in the Bible, God's word never to exist. And it is, as our culture says, was just all an accident. Then there would be no difference between right and wrong. There would be no right and wrong. It would so things like when we see war, we see oppression, or we see injustice, we would have no right to say that is wrong, even though we know it's not right. But based on what our culture tells us, that it's all just an accident, and it's all just a matter of ones and zeros, like we just got lucky, then those feelings shouldn't exist, but we know they do. And we get those feelings of guilt and joy and um satisfaction from God. He has put those in our life. He has put those in our very being. And on top of that, the ultimate longing for him, the God-sized hole in our hearts. God has put that into us all, like he has created all of this. So to say that we are all just a matter of ones and zeros and just a, a lucky outcome of a cosmic equation, like that, that's just, that doesn't make sense. 
because we see things like injustice and we're like, that's wrong. We need to advocate for that. But if we were to say that everything is just a happy accident, then there's no way that though we feel that and we're like, but this feels right. We have no basis on that feeling. And so God has really just been challenging me, um, putting me, refining me in ways in with the emotional side of things. I've been dealing with struggles like, should I be finding joy, not necessarily, necessarily the ultimate joy, but more just joy in things of this world? And how can I prevent that from turning into ultimate joy? Like, especially I use video games as an example. Um, when I play games like PVZ Heroes, I feel like I often get carried away. But is it a bad thing that I'm playing the game? And how can I, like, go and defend against that becoming the ultimate joy instead of just being a joy? And how can I do that? Like, these things of battling um, it from becoming the ultimate joy. And at the end of the day, um, the song, The Battle Belongs, rings true when i fight i fight on my knees with my hands lifted high oh god the battle belongs to you every fear i lay at your feet i sing through the night oh god the battle belongs to you it is not our fight to fight how we fight is by giving up our <laughs> giving up the control and the authority to fight on our own. We must just rest in the fact that Jesus, Jesus the cosmic creator, the word of life, the joy that cannot be explained, fights our battles for us. And for some people, that's really, really difficult. It's hard because um, one of the realities of trusting in the gospel in believing in God and trusting in his beauty and what Jesus has done for them is saying that you can't do everything on your own. And for me, I feel like it's hard, but it's, it was easier than someone who has, um, had more successes and has, um, just been through life and has been a flying success. Like that is when trusting in God and giving yourself to God is at its most difficult because that means that all of these things, you didn't do them on your own. You had help and you need help throughout the rest of your life. And with me being someone who is not an adult who cannot quote unquote, take care of themselves. Um, I still depend on my parents for so many different things. So that dependence is still like part of me. So I, it was easier for me to give myself, I'm not saying that like, um, only, uh, you can only become a Christian when you're a kid. No, no, no. It's just in one sense, it was easier for me to give my life to God because I had, I had dependence on my parents and that parents, that dependence transferred to God with not just my physical needs and occasionally my mental needs. But this transferred to every single need I'll ever have ever and just the the need of like, why, why are we here? Why are we on this? The biggest questions that all went to God. And I feel like that um, just is what we need to be is that's how how we become Christians is transferring and transfer by believing in Jesus, seeing what he has done and how he's paid the price for us and transferring our needs from us to God, letting God take care of our lives as he has done with Jesus. Cause Jesus, like it, Jesus is the way we are saved and it cannot be stayed anywhere else. 
And from that, you transfer your needs to God. It isn't you transfer your needs to God and then you accept Jesus. Because you accept Jesus, you can transfer your needs to God. Because Jesus is just like this uh, like cosmic explosion in our soul that changes everything. I was listening to a Timothy Keller podcast um, recently, and this is obviously not a direct quote, but he was talking about how especially with, um, he used Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea, how they, um, like Jesus in the gospel, in the reality that Jesus died for our sins and saved us, it didn't, it didn't just like take part in our, uh, didn't just take part in their lives. It wasn't like their lives were fixed. And then Jesus kind of was like squished right into a nice little perfect corner in their box. No, Jesus came as a bomb as a bullet and shattered their entire reality and pieced it together in the most beautiful way possible jesus doesn't enter your reality he brings a new reality to you and it is magical it is terrifying but it is magical because being on the inside looking out i can see how i was so lost and how this changed me and brought me to a sense of brought me to being found by the one who ultimately loved me but if you are on the outside looking in you are seeing a life that is no longer yours that is you are no longer quote unquote in control of this is ultimately god's and he shatters your reality that does not mean that you lose all sense of like you are no longer a person you are now just a, a godly robot no not at all He's created you in a way that you will ultimately be infinitely enhanced by Jesus's reawakening of your soul. Your personality and your um, different attributes will just be skyrocket because of Jesus. Not necessarily that, oh, I'm a good business person. If I become a Christian, I'll be a great business person. More that God will use those attributes to bring them to their fullest potential. Um, for example, me with art. Um, God uses my art as it used to just be, you know, you know, a fun thing, but ultimately it just became boring. But once God um, came and shaped and shook my life and uh, shattered it and made it into a new reality, a reality of Jesus. He uses my art now for his goodwill and his purpose. And it is when my artistic skill is at its pinnacle, when it is with in, when it is in the reality of Jesus in the awesome, beautiful reality of Jesus, the, the only true reality. And I was just uh, looking in my devotional and it was just, there was just such a beautiful line that I read that uh, the author, uh, Sarah Young wrote, and it is, I am your devoted friend and also your King of Kings, accomplishing my divine transformation in you. All things are possible with me. He is our friend. He's not just this distant figure that changes our life and says, go do this list of things. No, he is there with us in every circumstance because he has been through every circumstance. Jesus has been through it all that he came to earth so that he could be with us through it all and could be at the worst of worst for every circumstance. So he could be there for us in every circumstance. He's our friend and our King of Kings. He's not only just a true friend, but he is also a true friend with the infinite cosmic power who has control over everything, who created everything, who is 
God. He is our friend and our King of Kings, accomplishing my divine transformation in you. And um, this is how um, the author wrote it, and it's uh, writing in the perspective of Jesus talking to us. So the my would be God. So God's divine transformation in us, he's accomplishing his divine transformation in us. That new reality, he is changing us and making us into a beautiful beautiful servant worshiper and advocate for him and we are just being filled with joy and there are difficulties we're being refined by fire not uh, lukewarm water it is fire it is difficult at sometimes but god is always there bringing us peace in the difficulty he will always bring us peace if we look to him and all things are possible with me i feel like this reality is like needs to be especially to me made known more like literally anything is possible with god i've been watching uh wanda vision as of recently and i've been seeing how the reality that wanda maximoff is living in as she we're not necessarily sure but it seems like she's created this reality and constantly things are changing and she has control over all of these different things or so it seems and in our sense God has control over everything. He can change anything and everything to whatever he wants any at any point in time. And he takes what Wanda Maximoff is doing to an infinitely higher step. He's created a story, his beautiful, magnific magnificent story. Uh, magnificent, magnificent. <laughs> there we go. Story. He's created that. He is above time. He's created time. He is before time and after time. He has, he's created every single thing. He's created the story. He's gone into every single one of us. He cares so deeply and created intricate little things in us in all of our settings. He has looked at all of the different parts of our lives and he is capable of all things. This is just mind blowing to think that a being, but when you think it's God, it makes sense, but it's also just it exceeds the reality that our brain can handle because we are so weak and small compared to the beauty of God. And even though we are weak and small, God comes down and he says, I want you. I want you. I love you. And I will pursue you till the end of your days. God is a true friend. Jesus is our true friend. He paid the ultimate price so that we could be free with him. So ladies and gentlemen, that is our Jesus Talk segment. I hope you guys enjoyed. And without further ado, let's get into the next segment. Welcome to the Musicale segment. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to our Musical segment. And this is a new segment I'm adding in our series of just little segments between our two main segments. And um, if you don't know, which I, I'm not sure if I have talked about it on the show, but um, I am very invested in the world of music. I've just been involved in choirs, uh, chamber choir, show choir, just throughout my life. And it has been a big part in my life, and I really, really enjoy it. And so I thought in this segment, 
segment, I'm going to take some time and talk about um, some different um, things in music uh, that I just really enjoy. In today's um, in today's musical segment, I'm going to be talking about Broadway and specifically one of the uh, one of the musicals I really enjoy, which is Newsies. Now, if you don't know what Newsies is, it is a musical in which it takes place in a time that I do not know and it is where there are newsboys who basically are like um, kids who just need to make money for their families um, because they're living in New York and it's just hard to make a living there so they are forced to send their sons off to work and in this time it's like a really difficult uh obviously there are no child labor laws so it's um, in the early 1900s uh, and basically these children are just like sent off to work in um, not great conditions and are paid nothing at all. And basically this focus on is focusing on the like newspaper side of it. So it's called newsies and the newsies are basically boy newsboys who go around selling papers for this guy named Pulitzer. And I forget what the press name is, but basically they go around in their um, selling their papers, and one of the the main character, whose name is Jack, basically is just fed up. He's just fed up with um, Pulitzer and like just totally like scamming them, taking their money as they have to. They make money by selling papers, and then they have to pay money to get papers to sell again, and they just end up with no money at all in the end. And he's just fed up, so he gathers the newsies together so that they then they start going on strike. And throughout, after he like starts to begin this like strike, um, this strike kind of uh, what they're they're as they're trying to create strikes. Uh, we see how they use the platform of news like they there's one at one point where they are really excited because they got in the paper for their strikes so they're pulling on these strikes and it's basically as Jack is leading these strikes there's the tension between him and Pulitzer as Pulitzer tries to get him to stop because not only is it bad for publicity but he's not selling any papers and then also like you know the law enforcement starting to get involved and stuff like that so it's this really cool story as we see this young group of boys um, who literally have nothing at all um, fight against this all, like super big um, like uh, rich dude who is like taking advantage of them and there's just some fantastic music uh there's a movie and a broadway version and i've seen both the movie and the broadway the movie is really really the it's really good um i'm pretty sure i forget what his name is but the guy who plays jack uh is actually batman in uh some of the batman movies and um the movie is really good and i also really enjoy the broadway version as the dancing is just phenomenal and the vocals are great too and i really enjoy the guy who plays jack in the broadway version the original broadway version as well so it's a fantastic i'm pretty sure i i'm not positive but i'm pretty sure you can watch um the Broadway version on Disney plus and, or may it's either Disney plus or Netflix. I'm not sure. And, uh, I'm not sure how it's, uh, how you can watch the movie one. I'm sure you could just get it, but fantastic. Uh, it's a fantastic movie. I really enjoy just, um, 
seeing like this young group of kids uh, just uh, fight against being taken advantage of. And um, it shows how Jesus, who was just um, poor and like had nothing at all on this earth, obviously, you know, he was God um, and he uh, thwarted and destroyed the ultimate evil power in this universe so um just it's a really cool movie and i love the music the music is fantastic so if you're into musicals uh definitely check out newsies and that is it for our musical segment and on to the next segment Ooh, tv Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another one of our mini segments called Ooh TV, which if you don't recognize that, which you probably don't, it is from the Despicable Me, the first one when Agnes sees the TV remote. And that's what this segment is named after. So um, in this segment, I'm going to be talking about TV shows that I recommend you watching. And um, most of these are going to be on Disney Plus. So uh, just uh, be aware of that if you don't have Disney Plus. Uh, some of these are going to be on Netflix, but I mainly watch Disney Plus, so that's where most of my TV experience is coming from. So my apologies if you don't have Disney Plus. Maybe you'll just be like, oh, maybe if I get Disney Plus, I'll want to watch that. Um, so this first recommendation is a classic Disney show, and it is called Kicking It. And one of, in what it is, is basically this new kid. So far, I've watched the first episode, and I really enjoyed it, just because it's funny and quirky and uh, just. It's like a classic Disney show. And basically this new kid comes in school and his name's Jack. And he's like apparently cracked at karate. And he like takes down all these different karate guys in the lunchroom cafeteria. And everybody's like, oh my goodness gracious. And then he ends up um, breaking into... And then... Um, then it switches scenes and it goes to this place called Bobby Wasabi's um, martial arts studio. And basically this uh, guy who, oh my goodness, I, I, I forget his name, but he's like, he played, uh, what, oh, what was his name? Uh, it was the, it was the kid in uh, Hannah Montana. It was the brother of, the brother of um, Hannah Montana. She, uh, yeah, I can't remember his name, but, uh, he's basically the brother in Hannah Montana. Um, and he's, oh, he's just hilarious. I, I love his personality and he has the same kind of personality in the show instead, but instead he, in the show, he is a martial martial arts teacher and he's just, he's hilarious. I really enjoy him. Uh, is, oh, oh my goodness. Ah, this is going to bug me the rest of the day. Uh, but basically, uh, he, Jack, the kid, ends up in this studio because the studio is struggling, and if they don't get these two belts at their next competition, they're going to have to shut down, and then um, basically Jack is kind of, you know, crazy and ends up breaking one of the walls, and uh, the martial arts, uh, the guy who's in charge, he's like, you know what, um, if you join our dojo, you'll... I'll let you off the hook, and he does, and then it, like, leads them to becoming... So, somehow you know disney magic and then all of a sudden all of the students are better and then it's like kind of like that's like the 
the core group and they go against this other group and it's like the classic showdown you know um it's like they are doing these competitions and then like someone does something stupid and then the other coach is like do hurt this guy for the team and then he does but they still end up winning uh because the power of friendship but basically it's just this fun quirky little show about like karate and um kids having fun and it's just a really not necessarily a very a plot heavy show but it is just really fun i'd probably turn it on if i was just like you know sitting back and i'm like you know what some karate kid or no not karate kid that that is a good movie but not kicking it uh so a fantastic show definitely recommend you watch it it's definitely an acquired taste it's like your classic disney shows no plot totally just like quirky and fun and uh the characters are enjoyable and lots of bad humor as well i feel like that tends to run through disney shows sometimes it's good but generally it's just like wow this is these are definitely not jokes come on guys you can think of better jokes than these um but yeah the classic bad humor of disney shows it's fun quirky and enjoyable so if you're looking for a not uh looking for a disney show to watch um i recommend kicking it uh definitely an acquired taste but it is a really fun show to watch so ladies and gentlemen that is our ooh tv segment i hope you enjoyed and without further ado let's get into the next segment Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to our gaming segment. So I hope you enjoyed the previous fun little segments that I've been doing in between our two major segments. And uh, I hope you also enjoy this segment. So this segment is going to be focusing on new developments within Destiny 2's Season of the Chosen. Now, if you haven't been playing any of the new season, what has happened is basically this, um, and I'm going to butcher her name but the empress uh who i'm pretty sure is uh callus's daughter basically she came up her name's calty or something like that and she's like uh guardians uh i uh, propose an alliance because the darkness is coming and we must fight it Arr! bow to me and then obviously it was like sounding all good till she said bow to me and zval's like no and then what happens is there it looks like Zavala is about to get blown up with Osiris and then uh Kelsey's like no instead what's going to happen is we are going to just like fight it and then we'll see who proves to be stronger so now it's um the new event is called Battlegrounds which is basically um you and a fire team go in to these different uh places that have like there's like s different cabal setups and like um barriers and like uh like it looks kind of like a battleground and you basically go in and you fight cabal until you get to the end which you fight a cabal a high-ranking cabal leader and then you go and smash a chest with a giant hammer so um that's the the hammer part is like in the whole quest line um thingamajig so uh i'm not going to necessarily get into that there's basically weekly quests and with the first one you like get this super cool hammer the one to go into uh like the event 
or this the one that started off with week one and you basically go in and you get this cool hammer from this one guy and you use that to smash chests and there's like all sorts of triumphs and stuff with that uh but basically battlegrounds is the new event that we got and honestly if i'm going to be honest after i've played um a few battlegrounds and i feel like i've really really just enjoyed the battlegrounds overall i feel like it's like a fun event it gets kind of that cool battle if you really get into it it's got that cool kind of battleground vibe where it's like two different uh forces fighting against each other um to take territory and obviously um you're taking the exact same territory every single time and because there's only two battleground or three actually three battlegrounds and so far my favorite one is the cosmodrome one the one that got added with week two um so there's only three battlegrounds so i'm not really sure how that works uh but basically there's three battlegrounds and so there's one on europa which uh, uh, i know i you, it, you basically go through one of the empire hunts and instead of uh fallen it's cabal so i i, I don't, i'm not a fan of that one the nessus one is kind of it's cool ish but it's like it's like i know it's the first one so it's like it kind of gets like old and and the cosmodrome one is the new one and i feel like that's my favorite one so far because you know there's like these it's they basically made a base in like some familiar locations and it, it's just fun to um just go through those familiar locations and it's like a war base so i think cosmodrome's definitely number one for me nessus is number two europa is number three uh but yeah so battlegrounds you're going through those and those are super duper fun and i recommend you go through and do the weekly quest line for those if you do have the season pass but that is not all we got in week two. Oh no we got something way cooler so week two just a little rundown we got new challenges uh we got a new weekly quest and we got the cosmodrome battleground and to wrap it all up probably like i i'm i'm, I'm gonna say it, guys i'm gonna say it and if you think that this is wrong uh like the wrong answer then you're wrong it's okay to have your opinions even if they're wrong but i'm pretty sure they released what is the greatest destiny 2 mission to ever exist now you may ask eric how in the world do you have like any how in the world can you say this and i probably have no authority to say this but in my personal opinion they released what was and what will be the greatest Destiny 2 mission to go down in history. And even better, it was an exotic quest mission as well. Now, if I have you on pins and needles waiting to hear what this is, and uh, chances are if you do play Destiny 2, you already know what this is. Um, but basically, they released a mission called the Presage. Uh, I think I'm saying that. Presage. Yeah, Presage. And um, I'm going to get into the mission more later and i'm going to talk about the quest more first so you land in the arms dealer strike your team is ready to go mess up the arms dealer for the 576th time but as you're running through you turn to the right and you see an open doorway oh my goodness gracious what in the world yeah what in the world is that Instead of fighting the enemies who are just sitting there like, what the heck, bro? You go through, and you see what is in here. You're confronted by 4,000 Scorpion uh, Cabal tanks, and you're 
very, very annoyed as their rapid fire just makes you really upset. And then as you make it outside, you see lots of landing bays and a big cabal boss who really wants to fight you. As you take care of more Scorpios and the cabal boss and some of his comrades, you make your way to find a distress signal. You look at it. And basically, instead of hearing a distress signal, you just hear Zavala saying, Come back to the tower, please. So, you hop in your cool spaceship, and you make your way to the tower. You run up to Zavala. What's the matter, Zavala? What was that distress signal? Now, instead of telling you, I'm just going to tell you what to do. We got a distress signal from someone aboard a cabal ship near the Tangled Shore. No, near the reef. Scratch that. Near the reef. I need you to go check it out. Okay, Zavala, I'll do whatever you say. You're awesome. You hop into your spaceship, and you go to this awesome-looking quest that is far to the left of the map in the Tangled, or in the tangled Shore slash uh, the, uh, the Reef. And you make your way, and you see that it is the Presage Exotic Quest Mission. Recommended light, 1230. And you're like... About to cop that. So you select it. You and your fire team, hopefully, if you're going in solo, it's not going to look good for you. Go in. And you see that it is an old, maybe not necessarily ancient, but it is a deserted cabal ship in the middle of what looks like darkness. And the lights are flickering. And you make your way on. And Osiris says, This isn't looking good. You make your way through multiple different puzzles confronting lots of screebs the most disgusting scorn to ever exist you find lots of fuses you flip lots of levers you almost get crushed by a trash compactor you use some spores to make your way through some goop and finally you confront a renamed hangman in what looks like an AC kind of container After you've defeated the hangman, you make your way to a vent in which you come out into a big open command place and find the fate of the distress signal. It is a guardian who has lots of weird tentacles going through his body and who is definitely not alive. You walk up to him and instead of, um, you know, paying your respects to this definitely deceased guardian you walk up and you see a um an action in which says only one word steal you steal his gun because you know that's what guardians do you run back to zavala say we found a dead guardian he's like cool you know this is a pretty cool gun if it technically quote-unquote never existed then you can have it he gives you this slick cowboy gun and you go slay in the crucible <laughs> ladies and gentlemen that is the dead man ta- dead man's tale quest told in my definitely heroic sounding um voice and basically what happens is you go through and you come up to a cabal spaceship that has been deserted and it is basically like a horror mission as you make your way through vents hearing probably the scariest noises in destiny and make your way through this battling scorn 
lots and lots of screebs, almost getting crushed by a trash compactor, confronting what looks like a remade hangman, but we're not going to say anything because the mission is awesome. And then you are eventually going to find this guardian who had been what it from what it sounded from what it sounded like had been recruited by Callus who had been high ranked in Callus Callus's regards most likely back when we were doing menagerie and who was recruited to help test the darkness or whatever they found we don't even know if it's darkness and we see the sad fate that met him so this is definitely a creepy mission. It is easily my favorite mission and my favorite gun, too. Oh, my goodness gracious. The gun is called the Dead Man's Tail. And, um, oh, I forget here. I'm going to look up the perk while I talk. Basically, what this gun is, it is a lever-action scout rifle. And, oh, my goodness gracious, this is probably my favorite archetype in the game. And it's perk is called cranial spike and basically what it does is every time you hit a precision shot um, it stacks up to five times and it increases reload speed and damage the more stacks you have and when you hit five stacks it makes this awesome cowboy noise if you've ever seen the movie which i haven't i do i i, I don't know i'm not sure but i it's uh, it looks interesting. It's called The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. And the main theme is just classic cowboys. The wah, 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 wah. And basically, when you hit that five stack, um, it goes wah, wah. And it's like, it's kind of hard to hear, but once you hear it multiple times, I'm not sure. I think they may have adjusted the sound um, because I feel like I was playing today and it sounded a little more clear than when I had played like... I know on Tuesday, so uh, I or Tuesday, yeah, Tuesday or Thursday. I it may have changed when I was playing on Thursday, but like it's just a super cool like cowboy noise whenever you hit. It's like the Hawk Moon when you hit your uh, precision shots, and oh my goodness gracious, this thing destroys in the cruci crucible. It's a three tap, and the gun has no recoil, and its um its scope is. So super good because it just literally it's like got the perfect and it just like the dot right where it hits and it like oh my goodness i i have so much fun in the crucible with this gun like if you can find a lane i feel like it's best in elimination where you don't have to worry about guardians respawning and coming after you because you generally know where everybody is throw on knucklehead radar just sit there and it just destroys by two shots in the head it's already gone uh, or they're like literally almost dead and like it it i don't i feel like there's some aim assist with this gun because you just like you rarely unless their head is hard to find you rarely don't hit headshots unless you're like purposely trying not to hit headshots but the gun is crazy and it aesthetically looks insane i'm not sure if i'm going to cop the ornament because i feel like it the gun itself almost looks better without the ornament i don't know that's uh, the ornament kind of just looks like the gun, except it's like, uh, it's the, it's like wrapped up in some sort of like leather or something. And then like the, like text mechana, a text machine, a logo is like emblazoned with blood on it, which, you know, actually is kind of cool now that I think about it. But, uh, also I don't really want to pay the money to get it, but the gun is super duper cool. And what it looks like from going through the triumphs with this, um, with the mission specifically, we are going to be getting as, um, the season progresses, a master difficulty, uh, which is something we've never had with these, um, exotic 
quest missions, which I'm super excited. Hopefully I'll be a high enough level to complete that. And, um, uh, we're also getting a catalyst for the gun and possibly an emblem. I've seen an emblem that looks like it belongs with the gun, but it's like, it says it's tied to guardian games. So I'm like, eh, is it, but I, I'm glad that they threw this in at the beginning of this season and are going to like add on to it as the season goes through. I feel like that's a good way to do it. Cause you know, you're, you get that initial hype and then there's just the hype building up throughout the season. So this, the presage, my favorite mission in the game so far, like easily hands down. I don't know about Destiny 1. There's some pretty good Destiny 1 missions, but it, I think it actually may top because it's just something so out of the ordinary that Bungie just doesn't, they've never done anything like this. You know, it's always classic, you know, go kill all the enemies and then find the boss and then blow him up and then get a cool weapon or um, whatever the objective is. But this is like, um, and obviously it's, they've done puzzle ones, but this one is just like, it's purposeful to make you scared. Like they're trying to scare you and they're making it really creepy and eerie. And I feel like, um, they had some of that in the Hawkmoon one, but I feel like the Hawkmoon one was a little too familiar for that. And this is just like on a deserted spaceship, a de deserted cabal spaceship, um, infested with scorn, weird noises. It's just like, it, it's, it's awesome. And I, the outbreak mission, I do really enjoy that one, um, but I feel like this one just it tops it tops all of them. Whisper, outbreak, and Hawkmoon, I I think it tops them all. And this gun, oh oh my goodness gracious, this this was like just one of the such such a cool thing that Bungie did, and I'm super excited to see this mission develop. So if you have not completed the presage or gotten the Dead Man's Tale, in the the name the Dead Man's Tale, like is there a better name for a gun? The answer is no. That it's such a fantastic name. So if you have not completed the presage or the Dead Man's Tale, I highly highly recommend you do. And like there's so many there's uh like a bunch of triumphs, and I I'm not going to get them all if I'm going to be honest, but I do want to try and get as many as I can um for it just because you know it's such a cool mission and I want to it's kind it's it's like Christianity in a sense you know um and obviously it's not Christianity but you know with Christianity you see God and you see his awesomeness and you see his beauty and you're like I want to do everything for that I want to complete every I want to do and obviously Christianity is a matter of completion but I want to do everything to just uh, to please him, to bring him joy because he brings me joy. And uh, God is brought joy when he brings us joy. He loves seeing us filled with joy. And in the same sense here, I see this mission. This mission is awesome. And I want to do everything associated with it. Just like how we as Christians want to please God and bring him joy. And obviously this mission and these triumphs and this gun are nowhere near the beauty and awesomeness of God. But I do see that comparison between the two, and I think that's cool. So, um, the presage, the dead man's tale, the just the the whole the whole shabam of week two of season of the chosen has been fantastic. And I highly, highly recommend you guys go and check it out. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to this show. I hope you guys enjoyed. Man, look to Jesus. He is your friend. He's there for you this week. And just live in his beauty. He is a friend, the King of Kings. And he is bringing this new beautiful reality in our lives as he has shattered our old one of darkness and decay and brought us a new one which brings us to our fullest potential in him. And he also, all things are possible in him. There is nothing that is impossible with our God.
Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening and have a fantastic week.